So with that being said, let's get even wilder with our speculation. I have a list pulled up of Marvel Phase Four properties, the movies and TV shows. Okay, everything I'm pull that's, that up as well. Yeah, everything that's confirmed by Disney at this point, and um, we can go through them. And then I guess we can say yes or no as to whether the multiverse, uh, the events of Loki, will have big ramifications on each property. And then we mm -hmm. can kind of, with each property, kind of guess what is going to be like, sort of like the uh, the general like universe implications that come out of that particular property right. does that make sense yeah, um totally. so let's start with uh so we got uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings which by the way have you watched the latest trailer of that i have i'm getting really stoked yeah for that it looks movie. good like it, it looks, looks it looks really it just good it looks like a ton of fun yes yeah it's like you want a good fun super powered like kung fu action adventure movie we got it for you yeah and there's dragons yeah great i'm here for yeah. that <laughs> bruce lee with dragons down yeah let's go yeah it looks really good um so with that movie um do you think the multiverse affects that movie yes or no i don't think so okay actually you know what i'm gonna take that back maybe it does because what it does is the mandarin is still around right and not the mandarin that we got in my least favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I actually was talking with a guy at, at work about that last night, and we were one of the, the one of the Shang Chi trailers came up, and he was like, he was like, oh, you like Marvel? I was like, yeah. He's like, what do you think about that? So we were talking about it. He goes, you know, what my least favorite movie is. I was like, if you say Iron Man three, I'm buying you a beer. And he was like, it is. I was like, congratulations, you just got yourself a first a free beer. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna go into it, but. Um, with the Mandarin conundrum and problem that they had in that movie, you could totally completely just, what if, what if the Mandarin and Iron Man were never enemies mm -hmm. at that point? And mm -hmm. what if Shang-Chi, like, you know, what if the 10 rings was not the terrorist organization mm -hmm. that it, that it had, you know, I think, you know, I think it could, I think it, we're going to put it, it could, mm -hmm. I feel like we should go yes, no. And then a maybe, maybe. leaning, mm -hmm. maybe should if I say maybe, I'm going to say maybe, but I mean I'm leaning more towards yes, it does. Cool. So this one's going to be more of a yes-leaning maybe. Yep. So I, th I th think would be cool. I think it totally does. Uh, my, so my answer for Shang-Chi is yes. Okay. I, I would not be surprised because in the trailer we see Abomination, and it's been confirmed yes. by Kevin Feige that it, that is Abomination. Yes, it was, um, which is cool to see. So my, my um, instinct is to say I think Shang-Chi, this movie – like Shang Chi and all of his world and stuff like that exists in the same timeline as the Edward Norton Hulk, and when oh, okay. and when the when the timelines diverge and it becomes a multiverse, then his then he ends up, you know, in like colliding with our timeline, and that's what because that's when I think that's how Wong shows up. I think that's like that's ah, you know what I mean. So I'm, I think this yes. takes place. They start off in in their reality where the the Ten Rings is just a family heirloom thing that is handed down to the rulers of whatever this certain kingdom clan or whatever it is sure. is. And you know, in our timeline, the Ten Rings is a terrorist organization. And right. so like, but in the you know sort of the Incredible Hulk universe, the Ten Rings is just some like fabled family heirloom power thing. And then those right. worlds kind of collide and you know what i mean and become yeah, no, totally yeah absolutely um okay yeah so i mean technically we should just say yes that it touches all of the properties <laughs> because there's no way like you and i there's no way we could work it into whatever movies are coming out like 
I mean, there's no way we couldn't work it into any movie that's coming out for Phase 4. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What about Eternals? Because that's the next thing we got coming up in November. Because is, is Kang, is Kang in Eternal? So Kang exists in and outside of time. Okay. With multiple versions of himself. Mm -hmm. He, and like I was saying, his weapon is time. Gotcha. It's not his, it's not armies. Although he really figures out how to use those effectively. He uses time. He wields time as his weapon because Mm -hmm. if you defeat him, Mm -hmm. what he can do is, use the multiverses and time to go back to a different version, either skip to a version before mm-hmm. or already know what's going to happen, learn what's going to happen so that you can then never defeat him or go back in time to kill a hero. Like it could be, excuse me, mm-hmm. it could be one of those things if Captain America defeats him, all Kang has to do is go back in time to a point where Steve Rogers is just making a cup of coffee and then just shoot him. Gotcha. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that kind of thing. Like, oh, would you go back in time to kill baby Hitler kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's how he operates and that's how he works. And he, yeah, it, oh, geez, my brain is exploding <laughs> with the possibilities right now. Yeah. Uh, like, so- it's melting a little bit for, like, all the <laughs> options. So I, I'm going to speculate and say I think in the Eternals, I think I think to tie those movies together, I think the Kang, I think the version of Kang, I think there is a version of Kang that is an Eternal, that is considered an Eternal, like part of sure. their group. Um, I think that's going to be... Well, Thanos sort of, is an Eternal. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we know any details about the plot for the Eternals yet? I'm going to look that up because okay. I was thinking about that because I was, I was reading some of the... Um, just getting myself primed on some of the comic books. Uh, mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman does a run for them, um, oh, which, okay. is, which is interesting. Because one of them, uh, let me see. Okay, there's nothing on Wikipedia for it. I'm going to go on to Imdaba. <laughs> um, so one of the... Um, one of the Eternals actually ends up moonlighting as an Avenger for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so what my theory is, it's uh, Richard Madden from uh, Game of Thrones who plays Icarus. Uh-huh. He, Icarus, moonlights as an Avenger every so often. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that line in the trailer where they're like, well, what about the Avengers? He's like, well, I could lead them. And they all like laugh at him. And he's like, what? I could. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought is that I think what they're doing is they're going to be using the multiverse as a way Yeah, it's just the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. Mm-hmm. That's the only description. Um, the I think what we're looking at, possibly, is a reassembling... If the Kang multiverse timeline affects all of the Phase 4 moving forward, we are looking at a new assembly of of the Avengers, essentially, mm-hmm. but through different through different universes and different times. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're looking for, is because we have to find the ones that have 
defeated him because Kang appears in different forms. Like at one point he's totally. Dr. Doom. At one point he's a woman. At one point he comes like different versions of him. So you have, I think what they're going to be doing is going back through the multiverse time, finding the different versions of Kangs and finding the different versions of different, different versions of the Avengers from different multiverses who have defeated Kang prior mm-hmm. and use them to bring them together for a team that will then move forward to defeat Kang proper or Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is probably going to happen. Like, we'll get there, but yeah. Eternals, I'm not sure if it's going to affect. Okay. I think Eternals might be might set up. I think we're probably going to see some of Kang in the Eternals. Hell, he might even be the bad guy. Right. But, you know what I mean? But I think that we're going to... Um, I think Eternals might be a little bit separate okay. because you need to lay the groundwork for them as characters. Gotcha. Okay. So that's what I think at least. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Um, so their whole mythology and their whole deal is kind of complicated to explain. So I, I, I kind of, I wouldn't imagine that they would have a movie introducing this whole new super team and then also be like, but now that you've, barely understood what these guys do we're gonna pull the rug out from under you and go on a weird little adventure you know right so um so apparently um so the eternals there's a little bit of the of the we get a little bit of an idea of what this is going to be about so uh, i'll read this premises from wikipedia after an unexpected tragedy following the events of avengers endgame which is probably going to be um the death of thanos I, I think it's going to be the uniting event or whatever. The Eternals, an immortal alien race created by the Celestials who have secretly lived on Earth for over 7,000 years, reunite to protect humanity from their evil counterparts, the Deviants. So I think, uh, and the Deviants are uh, basically like evil Eternals, that um, they're Eternals that separated off to do their own thing, apparently. And Thanos is probably one of those. And when he's killed, that probably sounds the alarm to all the Deviants to come to Earth and see right. what's up. And the Eternals are mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for us. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so apparently a Deviant is a modified human with unstable genetics that provokes different forms and abilities. Um, they're ugly bastards. Yeah. Apparently. In the comic books, they look like they're just, they're supposed to be designed as nightmare fuel. Yep. And it, there's, it's not revealed yet who, um, which of, because there's a lot of deviants apparently, and it's not, it's not clear uh, which ones will be in um, the Eternals, but that's sort of the idea. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think the multiverse yeah. necessarily um, affects Eternals. I think that's kind of its, its, its own thing. Um, do you think with Kang, because I was just looking at Kang as well, so Kang also, there's a version of Kang the Conqueror where, where a uh, Kang the Conqueror, I guess, I guess Kang the Conqueror is often the name given to the Kang Prime, like the, the main one. The um, bad one. Yeah, the bad one. He yeah. goes and recruits um, a, a young version of himself, the, the descendant of Reed Richards, mm-hmm. uh, Nate Richards, who then later yeah. becomes Iron Lad. Yes, um, a a, ver- a version of Iron Man. Yes. Um, a I post, wonder. It's a post Tony Stark. Right. Um, almost android like. Yeah. Uh, version. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna go that route at some point because th- I mean technically what they're doing is building a new Avengers team. I mean yeah. th- that's that's what we're on the road to. 
Um, I think they might even be doing a Dark Avengers thing, but we'll get there in a second. Dude, I want to see Dark <laughs> Avengers so bad it freaking hurts. Yeah, like, I, I, I think... God, even yeah. more than Dark Avengers, if we can get Dark Avengers and it plays, then that means we can get the Midnight Suns, mm -hmm. which would be awesome. Yeah, I think we'll Tell get there as well. Tell me you wouldn't want to see a Doctor Strange-led supernatural team that is comprised of Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Blade, Ghost Rider, and the Punisher. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Sabretooth comes in and out of there too. Like, come <laughs> on. Yeah. And they fight, and their whole goal is to fight supernatural entities like vampires and stuff. And their headquarters are based out of New Orleans. Like, yep. come on. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think there's potential for an Iron Lad thing. I think that might be yeah. cool. I, I think we might see it. Yeah. We might see Iron Lad in Ironheart. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That is true. Because I think there's potential for, um, I think there might even be potential for, um, to do a version of Iron Lad that isn't, um, a young kid, but actually is the, uh, the Jonathan Majors version of, you know, of Kang just as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's there's a way to do that as well if you sure. if you want someone else to take on the the uh, Iron what Man if, armor. What if as they assemble the new Avengers team, mm -hmm. Kang is also assembling his own version mm -hmm. of the Avengers, just comprised of a bunch of different versions of Kang? That'd be sick. <laughs> and they fight the. I am like, I am loving this conversation we're having today. This yep. is a fun time. <laughs> yep. Um. Yes. Are you so? Are you are you planning on watching Black Widow? Because there's something I want to spoil for you. Oh, and, you can spoil it if okay. it, it's fine. This, I'm still gonna watch it, but like a, it's I'm not like it's not one of those movies that I'm like don't tell me. I'm yeah. like it's I'll I'll enjoy it no matter what. Gotcha. Like you can spoil it. It's so fine. this is the post credit scene, and it doesn't necessarily spoil the movie all that much. Oh, I just kidding. I can't do that. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> just, okay. You know, just, oh, oh, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, okay. Go for it. <laughs> hey man, you know some people are very picky. Oh, um, I do. I, I, I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm teasing. Yeah, go ahead. So, so post-credits. If you haven't seen it, shut the podcast off right now. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. So after the events of the movie Black Widow, we jump forward again to, like, sometime after Avengers Endgame, after Scarlett mm -hmm. Johansson's death in the movie. Um, and Florence Pugh is at um, Natasha's grave, uh, okay. just leaving flowers or something like that. Right. When uh, our friend from Falcon and Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus shows up. Ah, and, um, I forgot about her involvement mm -hmm. in this. And the way that this, and they basically just have like a little back and forth. But the way the dialogue sets it up is that Florence Pugh and Julia Louis Dreyfus already have a relationship, meaning that she's been working for her since Lady the events of, of Black of Black Widow. Yeah. So um, I think they might be setting up a, like, sort of, uh, yeah, like some kind of Dark Avengers team where you got U.S. Agent, you've got Evil Black Widow, essentially, yeah. with Florence Pugh. Um, Abomination is You've the got Abomination. Uh, I think they're doing that. Uh, I think they're going to go that route. Uh, like, or, like, you know, That's a Dark cool. Avengers team probably led by either Julia Louis-Dreyfus or um, I could even see Thunderbolt Ross. Um, because he's, st Ross he's still cool. around. I would also like to just see Owen Wilson. Like, okay, guys, so uh, yeah. next time maybe we don't kill everybody. Yeah. Um, wow, that's yeah. a lot of destruction. <laughs> right. Um, My horrible Owen Wilson impersonation yeah. <laughs> that I love doing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the next one on the docket is Spider-Man: No Way Home, which this mm -hmm. will have all of the uh, multiverse implications. <laughs> of course, it's going to. For sure. I love the fact that everybody's like. 
Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield once fought on set that out of the movie. And then they're like, and then they go, and they're multiverse. I'm like, yeah, they're in the movie. Mm-hmm. You can't have Jamie Foxx's Electro mm-hmm. and from other films and not coming in as confirmed being in the movie and not having Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire as Spider, Spider-Mans mm-hmm. in in that movie it makes no sense like right. why you would do like why you just wouldn't do that so let's 100 let's just go with i'm just 100 percent convinced they're in the movie and it's one of those where somebody spoiled it early and marvel's like the the constant thing that marvel does where it's the internet goes hey they're in it. it's like no no <laughs> right no they're not and then they are and they're like yeah we kidded you I'm like no we knew the entire time <laughs> yeah like, we should have just said it like it's fine um i so i think comic-con is this week is it? I believe it is this week. Is it? Are we doing in person? No, it's just virtual again. It's Comic Con. That's what I thought. Home. I was like, I have. That's why I haven't. That's why I didn't realize it because there haven't been just signs all over San Diego down here. Sorry, it's next week. It's next. It's week. next week. Okay. Um, and and Marvel, it, it, Disney is skipping it altogether because they do their own Disney event. Um, that Disney D twenty three or whatever. On. Yeah. Be be a part of the club. All right. However, I do think that that week we will get a Spider-Man trailer. That that is the rumor, so and I think that that's going to happen. Oh, um, I I think so too. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm desperately looking forward to that. Uh-huh. God, I want to see it so bad. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, Spider-Man will definitely all of the all of those implications. Um, Hawkeye. Now, is Hawkeye a movie or a show? It's a show, it's a show. right? Show. Okay, it's a show. So I have a list here. We can break it down. I feel like it might be better organized if you want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list here, I have it broken down into films and then separate television series. Well, let, let no, I, I think because the list I have is chronological in release oh, order. That's, a, that's so a better I, way I to think, do it. I think that's yeah. a, yeah, it'll keep us a little bit more yeah. organized. I'm going to look that up because I'm on the Wikipedia and they have it broken down into the two. I think chronological is a better Mine way to do it. Mine is on, uh, if yeah. you want to look this up, it's on Digital Spy. So if you Google Marvel Phase 4, digitalspy.com, cool. I think right, you'll find cool. it. So the next thing on the docket is Hawkeye's TV show. So that makes more sense because, oh, in the, in the post credit scene in Black Widow, um, what Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, presents to Florence Pugh, she, she says, how would you like the opportunity? You've been doing a lot of work for me, so I want to reward you. Um, how would you like the opportunity to take out your, your sister's killer? And she shows him a photo of Hawkeye. So mm. I'm imagining evil Black Widow, played by Florence Pugh, will be the main villain of at least the first season of Hawkeye. Right. And until they become friends and then have to take on, right. you know what I mean, until, U.S. agent until or something. Until Florence Pugh <laughs> and uh, Haley Steinfeld realize that they have everything in common and yeah. they want to be friends. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the, I will say this. The set photos I've seen for the Hawk, for Hawkeye mm-hmm. look really good. I, I don't think I've seen any set photos yet. You should yet. look some up, dude. I'll look Haley up. Steinfeld looks good, man. Yes. I'm excited to see her as uh, Kate Bishop. Yes, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, set photos. I think that's who she's playing. Yes, I believe so. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn and have somebody come up on the social medias and be like, you're wrong. And be like, yeah, you're right. You're oh, yeah, correct. she does. She looks great. Lot. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah, and been, Hawkeye looks, and Jeremy Renner looks like a dad. <laughs> looks like an angry murder dad. <laughs> yeah. I like the purple. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, she definitely has lifts in her boots to make her a little taller. That's fine. Um... Make her calves pop. Yeah. Because, you know, that's important in combat. Yeah, I know, right? We're in Doc some Martens, the, which some is Some cool. of the female suit designs, I'm like, that is wildly impractical, impractical for tactical situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be good. Uh, that, show, that show looks cool. I'm excited about that. Oh, 
Florence Pugh, Pugh is in Hawkeye. Gotcha. Okay, so it's she's confirmed. in all eight episodes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Then she's definitely yeah. They're definitely gonna punch a bit until they become friends. Exactly. They're gonna punch until they can't punch anymore and be like, or punch until a bigger threat comes. They're like, oh, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be punching. Yep. <laughs> Maybe let's punch this person. Let's punch that new guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks punchable. Totally. Um, do you think any? So, how do you think Hawkeye plays out the the series? What do you think? Do you think it has any larger implications on the universe? I don't think it will until the end. I think okay. it'll be one of those they'll do a little bit more straightforward because it seems like uh, with characters that are like more um, like Falcon the Winter Soldier, that kind of stuff, they're doing a more grounded yeah. in the reality. We're going to put major quotes around the word reality when it comes to Marvel because, totally. you know. But like in the Marvel reality, they look like they're grounding it a little bit more in that in that version and not doing so much more of the fantastical stuff, which I think is good. And that's why I kind of think that the multiverse thing won't touch everything in phase four mm-hmm. because I, you don't want that burnout. I personally would get a little burnt out if every, if every deal had an over, had a through line of multiverse, you know, multiverse of madness elements, you know, totally. I feel like you'd be better to do it and then have it drop that at the end, you know, and be like, well, how is this affected by, you know, what happened? Totally. Um, okay. So next on the docket is Ms. Marvel. That show, which is filming, there are set photos from that. Do we know who the? Do we know anything about plot details from that? Do we know who the villain is? Do we know who's attached to it? I have not seen a whole lot, but that's also because I haven't been looking. Gotcha. Um, um, let me see here. I'm just quickly scanning through IMDb to see if there's any, see if there's any like casting elements that I am that I recognize from my comic knowledge, and I'm not seeing anything so far. Okay. However, I'm going to look that up. Um, because I wonder, because wh- what is the origin uh, of, of Ms. Marvel? Because one would think I would remember from that terrible Avengers game. There's a, there's a couple. Okay. Um, you, you, you don't remember her origin from the video game? <laughs> No, not that I but don't they had remember. Had you run around a city with that. stretchy arms for <laughs> yeah. like way longer than you should? I don't remember before you get to play the Avengers from that terrible that terrible game. Um, they're still trying. Have you seen the content they're they're pushing out? Oh uh, man, I saw they added Hawkeye and some stuff. They added Hawkeye, like, uh, Black Panther, like all of the characters we needed in the beginning. They're finally like rolling out. It's uh-huh. like yeah, it's still too late. Yep. Um. So the. Is Marvel TV series. Here we go. Sharing continuity with the film franchise. Um. Hmm. Okay. Oh, interesting. What's that? Filming uh, concluded in Thailand. Oh, that's in cool. In May. That'll be interesting. I wonder if that's going to be a uh, Thailand's going to be the setting for actual Thailand, or if it's going to be a setting for a different like uh, like world. Maybe because because you have the Marvels coming out, which we'll get to. Oh, that okay. This show will lead into. Yeah. That's with Monica Rambo from uh, uh, WandaVision and uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and then Ms. Marvel. I was going to say, yeah, this is, I'm sure um, Captain Marvel is going to show up in this show. Um, 
Oh, she will. Probably Monica Rambeau as well. Oh, she no, they've already been confirmed. Okay, great. Yeah, they've, that's already been confirmed for sure. Um, anything else on Ms. Marvel? I'm not seeing anything. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and do plot leaks. Ms. Marvel TV show plot leaks. Based on the Wikipedia, it seems like it's going to be a pretty contained... Like a yeah, I think it's pretty thing. much just going to be setting up the character of Ms. Marvel. Right. Sort of the coming of age of a 16-year-old girl learning that going through puberty and superpowers. Right. Um, yeah. And so, so like the X-Men. Right, 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 right. Um, okay, if that's the case, we can just move on to the next one. Yeah, I think we can move on. Nope. I, I don't think – I think this is one of those where um, – Inhuman. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hold on. Oh, this is no, this is nothing. This is just wild. It's like it's it's a it's an article that's doing exactly what we're doing right now. Nice. Okay. <laughs> well, we can move on. Print it out and burn it because they are our competition. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Is that what we're doing after this? <laughs> Who are you? You know, why are you doing this? You know why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> you did this. You did this to yourself. <laughs> um after that we got um in March 2022, we got Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. My new my new boy. Now that Tony's gone, yep. I'm like, I've been reading so much Doctor Strange lately. Like, nice. <laughs> the comics, because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my guy now. Yeah, I'm very excited about this movie. Um, oh, he's do we know Did who you the... hear that Benedict Cumberbatch actually grew out his goatee for the role this time? So nice. it won't look like, you good? <laughs> yeah. Strong breeze. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> do we know who the villain is in, in Multiverse of Madness? Uh, I think that kind of hinges, but I will look it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, multi. I don't know why I need to talk while I type. It's a weird thing. <laughs> and I wonder if they've already started filming that. Um, they must I think have, they right? Have. If I it's supposed have. to come out early 2022. Mm-hmm. I think they've already started filming um, Madness. Villain. I wonder if it's Scarlet Witch, if she's a villain, or if they're just going to team up. Oh, the cast is, man, there's already a cast. Oh, good. Looper has something on it, so we'll be okay. Tobey Maguire's in Doctor Strange 2? What? Apparently, Tobey Maguire's in Doctor Strange 2. Well, here's the thing. He's either playing Spider-Man, or he might be playing somebody completely different, because he did did announce... He took... I didn't know this, but did you know he took seven years off? Yeah, it seems like it. (laughs) He took seven... Yeah, oh, totally. I I was reading an article, and he was like, yeah, I took about seven years off, and I was like, that... Oh! That yeah, now that you mention it, it has been a while since I've seen you in anything. What if, what if so what if hold on, let me see if it's it's if it's clear who he's gonna play at all. Let me see. Um in the film Strange unleashes an unspeakable evil as he faces a friend turned enemy. Now I have a question. So I think it's going to start off with him versus Baron Mordo, but then it becomes something bigger. Yeah, and is Kaecilius from the first one dead, Mads Mikkelsen? I don't know. I don't think anyone's <laughs> dead anymore. <laughs> That's, you know what, yeah, per our, yeah, based on our previous conversation, probably not. Um, uh, should I read this premise from uh, Wikipedia? About multiverse? Yeah. Please do. After the end of Avengers Endgame, WandaVision, and the first season of Loki, 
Doctor Strange's continuing research on the Time Stone is hindered by a friend-turned-enemy, resulting in Strange unleashing an unspeakable evil. And the looper... Oh! Dude. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is where it gets fun. Mm -hmm. All right, so the rumored villain for Multiverse of Madness is Shuma Gorath, or Shuma Gorath. Mm -hmm. And it's this giant eye with tentacles that lives inside of one of the dimensions that um, he's got. He, okay, he's got some great, he's got, this guy has some amazing metal nicknames. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. He's also known as All Killer of the Dawn. Conqueror of Midnight. And if you want to just audio put like a metal guitar solo playing in the background while I read these, I feel like that would be more impactful. Um, Conqueror of Midnight, the Destroyer, Devourer God of the Eternal Ever Was, Evil One Who Sleeps, the Father of All Evil, God Who Sleeps, Gorath, the Great One Who Slumbers, uh, He Who Sleeps But Shall Awake. Uh, let's see, who else? Ha, that's fun. Mr. Tentacles is another name that they call. I'm pretty sure that's an insult from... Uh, from Strange, the unclosing eye, the void made flesh, withering devourer. He's got some good, oh, he's got some good names. Mm -hmm. um, any of you out there that play D&D, &D, if you need, um, <laughs> if you need some uh, villain names or some like stuff, you should probably look this up. So, Shumagarath was one of the great old ones, also named many angled ones. At some point, uh, he created some servants, uh, he rules hundreds of dimensions. Uh, they are all, and as far as from my base knowledge, he rules hundreds of, of dimensions, but they're all, he uses pain and fear as his motivators and spreads that through um, through his reign. Uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wonder if they're trying to do, uh, I wonder if they're going to do an A-Force movie. Apparently, oh, they might. A-Force, yeah, it's an all-female team of the of, of Avengers. Oh, I mean, that's what we got at that one shot, the girl, the girl party time in Endgame. Mm -hmm. Because apparently in um, uh, Doctor Strange 2, they're doing a character called Miss America. Um, yes, it's the, uh, she is a Latinx lesbian who right. either I, gets part of the super soldier yeah. serum or just becomes Captain America or uh, sidekick at some point. Yeah, and in... And I guess in the first version of the character, she's from a different reality. Like, she's from a different dimension where they have, like, superhuman, like, Superman-style powers. She's kind of like... Um, oh, cool. Uh, what's his name from Invincible? Uh, not Invincible, but what's the, the dad's name? Oh, man. Oh. Um, Sorry. I was like, yeah, J.K. Simmons. That's yeah. not it. <laughs> is he... I mean, it is, but it isn't. Utopian? Is that his name? What is his name? No, Omni-Man. Omni-Man, that's right. Omni-Man, sorry. Yeah, she, she, she possesses superhuman strength and durability and the power of flight. Um, she can also kick open star-shaped holes in reality, allowing her teammates to travel through the multiverse and into other realities. Um, yeah, so I think... Uh, oh. Is there, oh. Okay. I'm reading some stuff about Shumagarath that interesting yeah so this um well in a possible future depicted in the second volume of the hawkeye series an adult america chavez is a member of shield and has taken on the can that's what it is okay i think okay. that's the version you're thinking of so mm -hmm. in another version um she's an adult member of shield and takes on the mantle of captain america 
Ah. Yeah, I think this version though in the in the um in the movie will probably she'll be probably be from another dimension. That sounds about right. Um cuz in that in the original version apparently she her her home world is threatened by some kind of being from another dimension and her her mother's cuz I guess I guess from what it's out the implication is all of the people there are women and so that's just hmm. they're just lesbians by default almost. Um, like so her, the Amazons of ancient Greece. Exactly. So her cool. her two mothers um, sacrifice themselves to save their their reality. So she decides to become a superhero and travel across realities and like help other civilizations and stuff like that. So oh, that's slick. I like that. That's probably how she runs into uh, to uh, Doctor Strange. So basically, Shumagarath is he essentially created. Um, who it's not Baron Mordo. Who does Baron Mordo serve? Ah, um, I can't believe this. The this ancient is... one? No, 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 no. The ancient one is uh the this, the ancient one was the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which now, which now Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's the fire. It's what is it? Oh, we encountered him at the end. Okay, I'm looking this up. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't prepared to be like randomly quick accessing the deepest parts of my brain knowledge. <laughs> like Mephisto? Uh no, it's a Dormammu. Oh, that's right, Dormammu. Yeah. yeah Dormammu. The villain so, of the first one. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, exactly. The, w- w- the villain, but not really the villain. Right. It was the one that was supposed to be for like a later movie. They were gonna be like Dormammu. Because mm-hmm. he's like Dormammu is to Doctor Strange. It's like a common, I mean, Dormammu and his little puppets with Baron Mordo are mm-hmm. essentially to Doctor Strange what, like, the Joker is to Batman or, mm-hmm. you know, or what the Mandarin is supposed, or what the Mandarin and um, uh, Scarlet Dynamo are to Iron Man mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, so Shumagarath is older than, older than the world itself, controls multiple dimensions, it's essentially, it's essentially feeds off of people's like psychically feeds off of people's pain and fear. Oh, okay. so it's essentially if you create the devil. Gotcha. <laughs> right, like, mm-hmm. and he goes through the he goes through the multiple he goes through the dimensions, enslaving people and turning them in, and then feeding off of their fear and their pain. So it's essentially if yeah, it's essentially creating like you know Satan. It's like <laughs> it, the inverse of Santa Claus. Exactly, it's the worst version. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to Lo- uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. Um, what do you think? Yes or no? I think. I think so. I think okay. so. I think we're going to encounter a. Um, I think we're going to encounter a deal where Thor early on does mm-hmm. something that makes him not worthy of Mjolnir because that's the Jane Foster switchover in the comic books right. is that he finally does something that makes him unworthy of the hammer, and then it goes to her in the moment, and so. I wonder, and but this is also operating off of the original version of Thor, where mm-hmm. where Mjolnir is the one that gets the powers and turns you into Thor, right? But when you're out of it, because Jane Foster in the comics as Thor, now she stays as Thor because she's actually dying of cancer, and that's what's keeping her alive mm. is being is being Thor. Um, so yeah, I think that we're gonna see something where early on. Uh, Thor does something to make himself unworthy of the hammer, and then they go on uh, Taika Waititi Fuel of Adventures. <laughs> yeah, and apparently the Guardians are in this as well. 
Yeah. So I'm looking at the cast. They're all on on the cast list. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all going to be in it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think that's going to be interesting. I think we're going to get a lot of, a lot of answers and a lot of uh, ideas from the Marvel What If series. Mm-hmm. Because that seems to be more of the like priming people for sort of the insanity that will be exhibited as the multiverses are explored. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is funny. So uh, on the Wikipedia for Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. Matt Damon, Sam Neill, and Luke Hemsworth also reprised their roles as Asgardian actors playing Loki, Odin, and Thor, respectively, um, from Thor Ragnarok, it. alongside Melissa McCarthy as an actress playing Hela and Ben Falcone at, uh, in an undisclosed role. Let's see what he looks like. Hmm, an undisclosed role. I wonder what he's going to be in. Oh, that's um, he's uh, uh that's uh, Melissa McCarthy's husband. So he's probably going to be doing something with her. Um, he'll probably be an actor as well or something in mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, Russell Crowe also has a cameo appearance as uh, appearance as Zeus. That should be interesting. Yes, that opens it up. That was a cameo that I heard that opens it up very interesting because Zeus. He might Zeus in the is part of the Eternals. Gotcha. And Zeus kind of goes wandering around. He, I mean, it's 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 basing off of the original Norse mythology where he's mm-hmm. the one-eyed wanderer. And so they um I think what they're gonna do is that at the end they might do an Eternals tie-in. Oh, that'd be really cool. Um let's see. Uh yeah. Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. What a what a metal name. I, dude, <laughs> I'm about to start reading the Thor line. Yeah, where, where that introduces Gore, uh-huh. and I am so stinking excited. Yep, I'm ready for this villain. Like Christian Bale, as have we? We've talked briefly about the origin of Gore. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So his his for those of you who don't know, real quick, uh-huh. Gore is an alien who lived on a planet who it w- the planet was dying. And he, um, uh, and everybody was st- the whole planet starving, and it's ending. It's kind of like the the fear that it's the reality that Thanos was trying to stop hap- from happening in his own way. So when he's out trying to forage for food, at one point he sees these two gods fighting. Well, these two elder beings fighting each other, mm-hmm. and one of them is destroyed and leaves this black sword. The, I think it's called the Sword of Souls. But what it does is. He takes it and becomes a um, – he takes it with the knowledge and the anger of if there are people that exist in this universe like this, then why are we allowed to suffer and die? And so what he does is he then decides to be – that then decides that if the people with – that those with powers, if they're not going to use them to benefit other people, then they don't need to exist. So then he becomes a god killer taking the sword that feeds off of the blood of Asgardians and other like um, mm. Eternals and other like elder beings and um, goes across the galaxy exterminating them until he runs into Thor. Gotcha. And then all of the asses are kicked. <laughs> yep. Because that's how Thor do. Yeah. I wonder, so have you read the the Mighty Thor run where uh, this is going to draw inspiration from? Not yet. Okay. I'm about to because I'm 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 just I'm wondering um, how the the switch happens. I wonder what what happens because now that we have a multiverse, there's I mean there's a lot of different ways that um, Jane can become Thor. Oh, just they're wildly 
just wildly multitudinous. It's crazy. Maybe, maybe. Wow, there's a $10 word for you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where that came from. Thanks, vocab from fifth grade. Yeah. Maybe, uh, seeing as how uh, uh, we never got a a Ragnarok proper um, in Thor Ragnarok, maybe a very, like an evil version, like a Thor Ragnarok version of Thor comes over from the, through the multiverse and they have to defeat him. And then when, you know, maybe his power is transferred from his Mjolnir and then there's two Thors or, or like you said, maybe Thor does something despicable and he's stripped of the powers. I don't know what it is, but that'll be interesting. For those of you that are listening out there, I was trying to find, remember the name of the guy who wrote the Gore, the God butcher. Uh-huh. And the Doctor Strange run that I'm reading, Jason Aaron is the writer. And any of you that are out there that are kind of like, oh, well, I don't know really what to read or get it. anything Jason Aaron writes, read it. Yeah. Just read it. And he the wrote, man's amazing. Yeah, he His wrote take the on uh, stuff. he wrote the the Mighty Thor run that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm gonna get into soon. And he's writing the um the Doctor Strange run that I'm reading, where Doctor Strange loses his powers mm. and has to find, and the magic gets pulled away from the mul- from the uh, the dimensional. Them the dimensions that he's got to find about. It's a great run. Everybody go out and read it. Um, but yeah, anything Jason Aaron writes is fire. Um, okay, next is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's I looked it up to see if I could find a plot synopsis. And this is what I found. Okay. <clears throat> Wakanda lives. After the tragic past passing of Chad Chadwick Boseman, many wonder how the okay, never mind. Hold on. We'll continue to explore the incomparable world of Wakanda and all of the rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. Written and directed by Ryan Coogler. It was behind Black Panther film, which was released in 2022. Um, While the snuff strange vague, it may hint that the Black Panther role will not be the focus, but rather the glory and beauty of Wakanda itself. If another hero does rise, Marvel has not yet revealed who that will be, although speculation points to Shuri becoming Black Panther, which happens in the comic book, so I would be shocked if it didn't. Coogler's mm-hmm. um, also set, set to develop a Wakanda-based Black Panther spinoff series in addition to the film sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, read about that as well. I think it will be Shuri, and I think that I agree with, uh, with this article in the sense that I don't think it will be fantastical. I think it will be more Wakanda, Wakandan-focused. Mm-hmm. And uh, introduce villains from uh, from that uh, that playbook. That would be cool. I think they're, I think they're going to go more that route for the show. Do you have you heard the rumor that for the movie uh, that they're going to encounter the Marvel Atlanteans and um, oh yeah, yeah with uh, with Namor yeah so yeah okay I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Because Namor is one of those guys that, like, I'm not super familiar with. This is what I love about now that we're going out into the broad area of all things Marvel, is that now it gives me a reason to go through and be like, oh, yeah, Namor. Tangentially, I know his powers, I know his skill set, but outside of that, I don't really know him as a character. But there has been, but my my buddy uh, Rex, hi Rex, he's a listener, he's a <laughs> comic book, avid comic book fan like myself. He was telling me about this new uh, Namor run on Marvel Unlimited mm-hmm. that is just like out of bounds good. So I'm going to definitely read that before uh, before that comes out. But oh, yeah. but yeah, I heard I heard that rumor, um, and uh, and I'm down for it. I yeah. like it, but I think. I don't think that Wakanda Forever is going to be a multiverse touched, mm-hmm. touched movie mm-hmm. or a TV show. I think I think like Winter Soldier or anything like that. I think it'll be grounded more in the mar the reality 
of of what Marvel is, right? As opposed to the fantastical. Mm-hmm. And then we got um, the Marvels, which is uh, the Captain Marvel sequel. Yep. Um, I think that might be touched by the multiverse. Yep. Um, sure. I think it'll have something to do with the Kree. Yep. And all of that. The the scroll people that can change their their faces yep. and stuff. And that which will then lead the Marvels was going to start deal with the scroll, which will then lead into Secret War, which mm-hmm. then will lead into something else. Yep. Um, but and yeah, we, I think that's got, how they're going to stack it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Who knows at this point? <laughs> who knows? This is where we're. This is what I was going to say. Is what we, all the information that I've heard up until the up until like where things are going mm-hmm. ends pretty much after the Marvels, right? After that, I don't know what's going on or anything like that. But Moon Knight. Dude, have you been watching the stuff that's been coming out? Like, yeah, dude, like, like the training footage and stuff of yes. uh, what's his name, Oscar Isaac. It's yeah. gonna be brutal, and yeah. I am here for it. Yeah, I think because looks- he is a really weird character. Yeah, <laughs> like he's a he is a multiple personality uh-huh. mercenary mm-hmm. who is also given, given ancient the powers, Egypt powers, <laughs> given the powers by an Egyptian god. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and then at one point, like the Moon Knight is supposed to protect, protect the cult of the moon, the travelers of the cult of the moon. Uh-huh. So that's what his like whole jam is with mm-hmm. these superpowers. But it's also given to him by a god. That the cult is real, and mm-hmm. the god wants him to sacrifice blood, but he doesn't want to. But he still uses the powers for good. It's a wild time. I'm really interested to see how they kind of, I don't know, not fix it, but how they jam that puzzle piece into uh into the uh the the hole they're trying to fill yeah i'm excited about that um we got the she hulk series coming again tatiana maslani she's amazing i'm really excited to see her go i think that one will be a multiverse one okay i think we won't know it's a multiverse one until the end Mm -hmm. because i think what it what it'll probably be and well this is just my my hope is that i think she'll fight a version of kang and then at the end, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange pops out and goes, hey, so this is the situation, and I need you to help. Like, you have to come with me. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be, I think that's kind of what's going to happen with that one. Um, and we got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, <laughs> which I know who nothing knows? about. Who knows, man? That, that is hilarious. But, Gar- he's, but Kang the Conqueror is the villain for that, right? Well, I don't think so, but we could take a look at it. I also like that this is listed as late 2022. Mm-hmm. Like, do you mean the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Shouldn't it just be Christmas 2022? Right. Like, I'm... we know when it's going to come out if it's the holidays. Like, you don't need to add some air of... It may come out in the end of 20. It's like, no, it will. You're fine. You yeah. can pretty much conjecture that as Christmas time. Um, um, let me see. what see. this is. Holiday. Yeah, this is good. It, that this one's the holiday special is going straight to um, Disney Plus. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw. And I think they're just doing that as like a way to keep the Guardians characters in everyone's mind while they take another two to three years to make Guardians three, which is yeah. coming out in May twenty twenty three. Right. 
And uh, plus, the Guardians are just a really good fun time had by all. So yeah, and it's it's a it's a series that has centered itself on the music and the soundtrack. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. they would be the property to do the holiday special. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, see. that'll be so there fun. Are no, there's no plot. Yeah, there probably won't be synopsis. It's probably just going to be a cavalcade of celebrity cameos. <laughs> Although, it, here's the thing: James Gunn and Feige said that they were inspired by the Star Wars holiday special. So who knows how campy and weird they're going to make it? Oh, dude, I I, I think it's just going to be it's just going to be an opportunity for them to have a bunch of cameos by celebrities that wouldn't otherwise find their way into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. You know what I mean? Um. Like Gene Hackman. Yeah, and some who might. You know what I mean? Some who True. might show up, you know, later that's in the, other roles, you know? That's the thing about Marvel at this point is you can walk on as a cameo and then end up with your own franchise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got, um, so getting into uh, 2023, the ne- only two movies we have on there is Ant- in February we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very funny. Quantumania. Sounds like a ride. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Do we know anything about that? Probably not. I'll look it up. I probably not, but I I will I will take a look. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man and the Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. <laughs> That's how I hear it every time I I read it. Quantum Mania. Uh, plot. Oh, uh, Jonathan Majors is listed in the cast list. Ah, for that would Quantum make sense. Mania. I feel like that one they will use to explore because we're using the multiverse, but you can get at it from different ways, right? From Doctor right. Strange is the different dimensions. The multiverse, it's that's how Kang sees it. Then you've got the um, the quantum realm, which is what Ant Man goes through. But all of those things might be just the same, you know? Because when they went to the Citadel in Loki, it looked like something that you would find in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. At least to me. Yeah, totally. There's two two actresses, one younger and one not as young, listed as Cassandra Lang, uh, ah, his daughter. So there's going to be some time yep. travel stuff. Corey Stoll is back as uh, Darren uh, Darren uh, Darren Cross, the villain yes, from the Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket, yeah, he's which back. was confirmed by that Easter egg in uh, Loki when they're yeah. on the uh, the Elias planet. Yeah, he's back. That's cool. Um, yeah, let me know if you see anything uh, plot wise. Yeah, I'm taking a look. It's supposed to be a direct sequel to... Oh, it's supposed to be a direct sequel to Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I wonder if, like, it's going to take place in, like, before a lot of this has taken place. You know what I mean? Yeah, it might be. Of course, Evangeline Lilly is back. Michael Pena better be back. Oh, I know, right? Got to be. I want to I want another I want another uh brief synopsis of things by Michael Pena. Yep. Okay. I think I found something. Mhm. Um Speaking of Ant-Man and the Wasp, um did you see that the gal that plays Ghost just got cast to f- be the lead in, in the uh, Red Sonia movie. No, what is that? That they're finally making after it's been stuck in development hell for forever. What is Red Sonia? Red Sonia is a character that exists inside of the Conan the Barbarian universe. Oh, um, okay. She is essentially kind of, she's like a female Conan. 
Um, so I'm interested to see if this is a backdoor way for them to start Conan as a franchise again, which would be awesome because I, I haven't told you, but I've been reading the first Conan book mm-hmm. in my spare time and it's, oh, it's a blast. That sounds awesome. I, yeah, I it'll know, be fun. I know it'll be fun. Uh, I know they're planning to redo Conan as well. Um, I don't, I don't yes. know anything about casting for that, though. So if they're planning to redo Conan, so Red Sonia would be the perfect way to introduce him into that. Um, sort of a backdoor. Instead of coming out with a Conan the Barbarian, which wouldn't, I don't think would sell mm-hmm. that, fa- that easily. But if you do a Red Sonia movie and introduce Conan in it as an element or like as a sort of a, a talked about, you know, talking point, then I think that'd be a good way to mm-hmm. kind of get people on board. Okay, so here we go. Um... <clears throat> Quantumania will reportedly be the first MCU film to feature Kang the Conqueror, who is a time-traveling entity. Okay, hold on. Well, this, how old is this? Oh, this is in May. Okay, so it's not too bad. Um, uh, could hint at a massive universe plot with all sorts of unexpected surprises. However, Kang may not be the only newcomer who will shake up the MCU. According to uh, the source, the third film's production team is looking to bring on a, quote, young female of any ethnicity between 9 and 12 years old to play an unnamed lead character alongside Paul Rudd's Ant-Man and Evangeline Lilly's Wasp. The report also notes that the mystery character is not likely to be a younger version of Cassie Lang since Abby Ryder Forston or Fortson, the original child actor who played budding Cassie Lang in the previous Ant-Man films would technically qualify for the casting. The prevailing theory, theory among fans is that Ant-Man 3 seeks to introduce a brand new superhero this time around. But who could this mystery character be? Um, That's interesting. Since they also, since the casting also mentions they're looking for somebody with singing, dancing, and comedic chops, some people believe it will be the fan favorite mutant Dazzler from the comic books who can produce light shows, holograms, and hard light constructs. Okay. Which would be interesting to introduce X Men. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. The last one on the list is, of course, Guardians Volume 3. Um, let's see if there's anything with that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What? Oh. No, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't the droids you're looking for. You no, know, they're not. Um... I don't even think this has a Wikipedia page yet. Looks like everyone's back. But we don't know anything. Apparently it's going to be a heavy story, James Gunn says. Artfully done, as he usually as he usually does. Let's see here. Everything we know about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we don't know. Um... Uh, I don't need a recap of the previous ones. Okay. Um, oh, mm-hmm. so the Inhumans are being rebooted in Ms. Marvel. Do you remember when they tried to make oh, that TV show on yeah, ABC yeah. The, about the Inhumans? I remember, yeah. So they're going to be around, but they're being rebooted for Ms. Marvel because she has a tie to what I think she is one of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but... Uh, but 
uh, about the general plot of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. According to our intel, there are two main storylines. One is that Rocket will be on the hunt for his creator so that he can kill him, mm-hmm. while, Adam, while Adam Warlock will be trying to find the Guardians themselves, and he has a similar intentions to Rocket as he wants to kill the Guardians. So Adam Warlock sounds like he's going to be the villain trying to hunt them down while they try to go on the search to find Rocket's creator. Gotcha. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Man, we have, uh, we have significantly nerded out today, but it was fun. Dude, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is still listening at this point, thank you for yeah, making you, it through. Good on you if you're still listening. Pat yourself on the back. You made it yeah. through. The, the Loki season, the Loki season one implications for Phase Four for Marvel. You did it. <laughs> Stretch. Go hug your loved ones. Yes, please do that. Um, <laughs> Derek, uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Cinephile84 on Instagram, C I N E P H I L E 84 on Instagram. And you can find me at Derek underscore nickel on Twitter. That's D E R E K underscore N I C K E L. Great. You can find uh, me on social media at Asan the DJ, at A H S O H N the DJ, or you can find. Episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media or at weeklyregular.com. Derek, thanks so much again for coming on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure. I also just want to say before we get out, if you have any other fan theories or like anything like that for uh, Marvel stuff for Phase 4, get at me in, on DMs and Instagram and Twitter. I'd love to hear it and talk to people and just kind of see what, what fans are thinking and listeners are thinking and all that kind of stuff. It's just fun to chat about that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. Totally. But yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me on, man. No problem. It's always fun. And we will see you all next week.